Hello and welcome to WGWG.org. Jeff Powell in the podcast studio, along with a big sports fan himself, Matthew Tessenier. Welcome, Matthew. Happy day, Jeff. It is a happy day. It's a Friday, and Fridays are always happy day. As, as we record this, this is on-demand programming, so you may be listening to it on some other day. But just know that we were happy because it's Friday. That's why I pulled a minute there, and then I said happy day. I, I, yeah. I tried to catch myself. Yes. Well, it is Friday. may not be when somebody hears this, but anyway. And Friday's a good day for a sports podcast. I don't know that we ever really talked about that, but well, it is a good you day. know, kind of look at the week week behind. There's usually and a the week lot ahead. going on on the weekend, so there's a lot to catch up on from one week to the next. What a lot to look forward to. Um, you know, we've talked a lot in this podcast about Garden Web baseball. Had a really good year. Um, didn't quite go as far into that playoffs as we would have liked to have seen, of course. But we had a good year, and a lot of individual players got some recognition, and we have some news on that front. Colin Thacker, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, Louisville Slugger, All-American, uh, second team. I, I believe he led the NCAA in doubles this year. Um, so, you know, to lead the NCAA in any Anything, category yes. is fantastic. <laughs> Had a really high batting average. Um, he will be playing in the Coastal Plains League, which has teams, I believe, in North Carolina, South Carolina, maybe Virginia this summer, to kind of try to continue to build on yeah. his success and, and to get him ready for, for future future college Do seasons. Do we know what team he'll be on, just for those who I believe he is on the High Toms, and it is escaping me at the moment now which which city that's I in. I have no idea, but you can look it up. You can, yeah. you can look it up pretty easily. GWSports.com, and you'll find it really quickly. So that's go. our source and, and a really good source uh, in all of our sports information, guys. And a lot of our Gardner Web Sports news and, and stats and those kinds of things come from from those guys. They do, do great work over there. Uh, but, yeah, he, he had an unbelievable season, and so it's really nice. And it's historic, uh, as many things have been this season for Gardner Webb Baseball at the Division One level. He's the first All-American that we've had yeah. in baseball since we went D1. I believe yeah. we had someone right before we went D1, but he's the first one, and, and that was uh, right before the 2001 season. So 15 years of D1 baseball here at Gardner Webb, and we set wins record this year. I believe we set or tied uh, – wins individual uh, record with with brad hames the senior pitcher uh, and then we've got our first all-american and so we've had quite a good uh season this season with with the garden web baseball all around and and hopefully certainly we've, we've got good seniors who are you know headed out and we'll have to replace them as you always do in college sports but hopefully again as, as we've said in the past is something we could build on okay well um we were talking last time about the NBA playoffs, we were wrapping up those uh, conference finals. Conference finals. Now we're going into. Well, we've already started, I guess, in the in the finals. So catch us all up on that. And the Warriors have won game one of the finals uh, as we record this, but I think there's some important things that we've learned from the last two rounds and seeing what they did. You know, they were down three one against the Thunder, um, and coming into the finals having to win three games to get there I thought are they going to be out of gas or are they going to be tired but they didn't appear really and I think their depth is one of the big reasons why they really got a huge effort from their bench in game one of the finals 45 to 10 they outscored Cleveland's bench and that really made up for the fact that Curry and Thompson uh, the stars for the Warriors had 20 combined points. They shot horribly. Uh, a guy off the bench that most casual fans would have no idea who he is, Sean Livingston, scored 20 by himself. And so I think 
it's an important thing to note that their bench play shows the importance of depth when you get this late in the season. They played almost 100 games or about 100 games at this point, and that is just you're going to be tired when you play that many basketball games, football games, baseball games, whatever it is you're playing as a professional athlete, all the travel they have. And so I think we did, you know, maybe we are seeing some fatigue. Maybe with Curry, his injury kind of sidetracked him here in the playoffs. But I think the depth is incredibly important to note um, because I really think that without that last night, the Cavaliers were down by about 15 points at one point. They came back. They tied it up. And then the Warriors looked like they kind of lost it. Well, at that point, Warriors coach Steve Kerr, you know, put his bench in, had players like Livingston out there. They started, you know, hitting everything, had all this tremendous energy, which is what you want off your bench. You know, you don't need tired people coming off the bench. You need somebody to give you that energy and that spark. And so that's exactly what they got. And again, 45 to 10, the Warriors bench outscored the Cavaliers bench, the 35-point difference there. And that was that was all the difference in the game. And so uh, I think that's just one thing that we're going to have to watch here can can the Cavs bench produce throughout the finals and Mm -hmm. they've certainly got good shooters they've got experienced players coming into the series if you looked at both benches I think you could have made an argument that that both of them are are equally as important Um, but I think you know when you have Curry you have LeBron you have Clay Thompson Curry sidekick you have Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving LeBron sidekicks the stars are going to do what they're going to do, but there usually is somebody who comes in in a Super Bowl or a World Series or an NBA Finals and surprises you. And we got that certainly last year. Again, a guy who a lot of people have not heard of, uh, even though he's been an all-star and he's been an Olympian for, for the U.S. basketball team, Andre Iguodala. He won, the, he won the MVP last year. Who would have thought it would not have been Stephen Curry or LeBron James, and they both had great series, but they maybe didn't have that most valuable player tag, which is always debatable. Is it your biggest star? Is it your uh, most important player? Is it your most valuable player? What does all that mean? And so we may see that again this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we see that kind of across sports. Sometimes you'll see a World Series MVP or uh, a Super Bowl MVP, and you'll look back and you'll think, who was in the Super Bowl that year? Who played in the NBA Finals that year? Who is that guy? That's not a star. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch as we move forward. I think one of the other just so interesting things to note, and I heard a little bit about it on the radio this morning uh, driving in, was it's just it's still so interesting that Stephen Curry, LeBron James were born in the same hospital in the same city. <laughs> and, of course, it was Akron, Ohio, yeah. and that is close to Cleveland. Uh, there in kind of northeast Ohio toward Pennsylvania. And LeBron, he's, he's a Cleveland, he's a, an Ohio guy. And he stuck around there except when he went to Miami, of course, to win his championships and then go back to Cleveland. But Curry, he was there kind of because his dad, Dell, played for the Cavaliers at that time. And then, of course, he became a Charlotte guy when, when Dell Curry came to Charlotte. But I heard an interesting thing just, just of note this morning. Anybody who's lucky enough to have or or has planned things well enough to have a baby at Akron's Hospital here during the NBA Finals, that hospital and I believe what is it Firestone Tires or, or, or one of those brands that is that is so local there and based in Ohio, they are giving away uh, to all all new parents who have a baby during the finals at that hospital a set of four new tires, a car seat, and a onesie that says Akron Born, and that's all because we have Del Curry. Uh, well, Stephen Curry and LeBron James both 
coming from that hospital. That's some good marketing. So that's some great <laughs> marketing opportunities for them. So it's just always interesting seeing the storylines. And I think that's the thing that I love about elite pro sports. The, the things that, that bother fans of how much you have to pay for tickets – you know the things, the idiosyncrasies about stadiums, the things about you know you love your your players on your team, but how loyal are they in this age of folks chasing championships and the win now model of you know we have to put together this mega team and and we've got this one shot or two shots and then if it doesn't work they're going to break up and and go in different directions. There's so many things to to kind of be annoyed by actually as a sports fan. It's just nice to see the storylines that always somehow accompany the matchups. And uh, we do have the Curry-LeBron, and I saw a little talk this week on ESPN and some other places trying trying to compare, compare this rivalry, and they're making it a rivalry now, I guess, because we've seen them battle two years straight in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know that it's a rivalry necessarily. It's just uh, you know something that we're seeing for the second straight year. Uh, two years does not two make years a rivalry. Not rivalry. <laughs> um, but you know, I saw they were trying to compare it to Magic Bird, and I thought, my goodness, it is not anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. And anybody who loved basketball back in the '80s and saw the Lakers, Celtics, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird era. They would almost think that's blasphemous yeah. to say that. Yeah. I, we we've, we're nowhere near that, no. and yeah. there are other lesser rivalries than Magic and Bird that I think eclipse this one at this point. Yeah, it's exciting and it's fun to to watch them go against each other. And and for Akron's Hospital, that's a lot of fun to be able to pit the two against each other and make make a great marketing campaign out of it. Yeah. But um, I don't think that's our storyline at this point. Right, right. I, I do think those other other things we talked about are. Yeah. Now there's another uh, sport having its playoffs now. Um, let's talk a little bit about that yeah I I will very rarely say I want to talk about hockey Uh, but this is uh, an interesting personal note for me as a fan I do enjoy the Stanley Cup finals with hockey only because I've had the good fortune over the years of randomly coming across a Stanley Cup finals game that happens to be in the final period or overtime in close in a close game really raucous crowd and somebody scoring a game-winning goal. And I've seen that enough times now that it's one of the most exciting things in sports. And it's not enough to make me really get into hockey. And, and I'm a Southerner, so we're, we're not traditionally the biggest hockey fans. Uh, I, I, I give the credit to, to all the friends that we have up north who, who really, they have the environment for hockey. They're closer to Canada, and of course Canada's a big, big hockey country. But this time of year, that excitement possibility, I don't care who's playing. When you've got all those fans going nuts and you've got a close game and somebody scores a game-winning goal, it's hard for me to not get excited about that and get interested in it. So I will I will stop and watch. And we've had that with the first two games in the Stanley Cup Finals this year uh, between Pittsburgh and San Jose. Both games have come down, down to the wire, and they've both been won by Pittsburgh at this point. Uh, but they've been really close. They've been really exciting, and we've either had a late game winner in regulation or a game winner in overtime. So I, you know, it, it, it's one of the two sports that would probably surprise anyone who talks to me about sports on a regular basis that I'm interested in at all. And of course, playoff hockey is one. The other, Olympic swimming. Nobody would ever guess that I love Olympic swimming. Thought you were going to say synchronized swimming, but <laughs> no, no. But it would be almost as surprising. And and yeah. honestly, I'm not a big sw- swim fan myself. But Olympic swimming is one of those things that when the Olympics roll around, it's one of those things that I love watching. You know, that is one of the things. Summer Olympics that pe- 
people to watch with great anticipation. And the Americans traditionally have done very well in the swimming uh, categories. Yes, we have. And, and for me, it has nothing to do with with Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte, the, the, the two major swimmers in the last dozen or so years for, for American men's swimming. I, even before, I believe, Michael Phelps got on the scene in the 90s, I, I just enjoyed yeah. enjoyed watching yeah. it. it. It's incredibly fascinating to watch how fast they can swim through the through the pool. You know, and when it comes down to a couple of guys and it's who touched first and, and just seeing those replays, it's it's really exciting. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't doesn't hurt that I'm pulling for America in the Olympics with, with anything. You know, sometimes there are uh, underdogs or someone from another country that is fun to watch and get behind. But I think that's why, as, as Americans at least, and, and hopefully for every country around the world, honestly, we enjoy watching the Olympics is because it is a chance to, to pull from the home team right. and maybe something that our whole country can unite behind which is very rare in professional sports or even college sports in america yeah that's true we, we, we they're coming up uh, pretty shortly in brazil yeah they sure are and of course there's been a lot of conversation about about the olympics with uh concerns about water quality and zika virus around the world and the we've politics seen, and yeah. the economy in brazil as well uh, there have even been calls to postpone delay or move the olympics which at this point i just don't think can be done but that's i think we're getting too close now yeah i think so i, I think if we're, we're too this is a major thing that the country spent billions of dollars on and bring people of course from all around the world to yeah. if we're going to try to to postpone or delay or something two months two months out i think that'd be pretty difficult that would be major yeah but we have seen actually a couple of players saying I'm not gonna gonna play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Pal Gasol, uh, a Spanish basketball player. He plays in the NBA, but he's but he's from Spain. Both him him and his brother uh, are from Spain and, and have played on the Olympic team in the past. And I believe he said this week actually I'm concerned, and I think it was Zika. Um, for him, I'm concerned about that. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to go. Mm-hmm. But there's also been a lot of talk. Uh, are players going to say they don't want to go particularly with basketball and certain sports that have a certain timeline because they mm. actually just want to rest and they don't want to they don't want to fool with it good out <laughs> yeah it's a good out you know it, it does it provides you good opportunity maybe to think okay maybe i cannot have to play here and my country won't think that i'm not serving it and representing it in the way that i should so it, it yeah it may be a good opportunity for them to just not have to have to bother with it if, if they're looking for that rest all right uh, talked about Olympics a little bit. The, the one other thing of note, as I as I kind of sidetracked us from uh, talking about the NHL playoffs and and talking about the two the two surprise sports that I enjoy. The other thing of note about the NBA and NHL playoffs, I think, for us to talk about is the fact that that Bay Area, that San Francisco Bay Area in California, has just been the dominant scene for sports this year. The Super Bowl that the Panthers and Broncos played in back in February was in Santa Clara uh, at the San Francisco 49ers new stadium there. And now we've got NBA playoffs in Oakland. We've got the NHL playoffs in San Jose. And so that whole Bay Area has just had, I'm sure, millions of millions of people all year long they're watching some of the biggest sports events of the year and my wife and I were talking about it this week I think it's incredibly interesting that you know when you think about that area San Francisco of course is a destination if you're traveling for a cultural city in America for the history that's there um, for the very unique nature of it 
But when it comes to all these sports teams and all these events, San Francisco's kind of on the back burner for all of these. The 49ers play in Santa Clara now, so the Super Bowl was in that stadium in Santa Clara. You've got San Jose, which is actually a bigger city uh, population-wise and is actually, I think, the 10th most populous city in the country. Uh, And then you've got Oakland with with the NBA Finals. And so despite it being in the San Francisco Bay Area, You've got all these other cities that are that are dominating the the news headlines there, and I just think that's that's an interesting note because when I probably throughout the course of my life as an East Coast guy, when I think about San Francisco and that that whole area of of California, that's the city I think of. I don't think of Oakland. I don't think of right. San Jose or Santa Clara. Certainly not mm-hmm. Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really interesting to see how much has happened there. And honestly, you you could if you look at a couple of years timeline, you can lump San Francisco right in there with it because the Giants have been in the World Series in baseball a couple of times and, and won it here in the last five years or so. So uh, maybe in a way uh, uh, that is right now kind of the destination and the place to be for sports. Um, we think of Los Angeles and we think of New York as, of course, hubs for everything, especially entertainment in our country and, and cultural cultural interests. But from a sports standpoint, San Francisco is the place to be right now. All right. Matthew Tessner, the big sports fan. If you've got questions or comments for Matthew, just uh, just email us here at the station. We'll pass them along. It's info, I-N-F-O, at WGWG.org. That's the big sports fan for this week. We'll see you again in about a week's time.